and welcome to the SAP Experts Podcast. My name is Victor Hück and today's episode is very special to me as it takes me right back to the first days of my career at SAP, the SAP Academy for Pre-Sales. I'm joined today by Nasle, Eis, Eric and Akshi who are all graduates from the Academy like myself and we'll talk about what the Academy is, how this experience has helped shape our careers and how we still draw on the skills that we have acquired there. It's a fun episode for everyone interested in pre-sales or how learning and early talent development works at SAP. Ice, Nasle, Eric and Akshi, welcome on the podcast. How about we start by just everyone saying who you are, where you're from and what do you do? Definitely. So everyone, y'all already know me. I'm also one of the co-hosts of SAP Experts Podcast. My name is Akshay Mola. I am a business development expert at S4 HANA Solution Management and Go-To-Market. And I am based out of Houston, Texas in good old USA. And hello, guys. My name is Aish Chen, and I'm a customer solution advisor based in Hong Kong. And I'm specializing in finance and analytic solutions. Hello everyone, my name is Eric Lavoie and I'm a solution advisor specializing in intelligent spend management solutions based out of Toronto, Canada. Hello everyone, I'm Nazle and I'm a PCA specialist focusing on Office of the CFO Solutions and I'm based in Istanbul, Turkey. Nice, yeah, my name is Victor Hick. I'm a solution sales specialist specializing in digital supply chain solutions uh, based in Vienna. Some people in the audience might not know what pre-sales is exactly. So Nazle, how about yeah. you just try to define what pre-sales is? Like what do you do on a day-to-day -day basis? And, um, and yeah, so what's your job sure. like? <laughs> sure. Um, pre-sales actually orchestrates the perfect customer experience like creating end-to-end -end solutions for the customer and we connect the customer's business needs with the existing SAP product portfolio let's say. So we meet with the key business stakeholders and we gather some information to understand the customer's problems. So let me give you an example. Like imagine a customer uh, that produces, let's say chocolate, okay? And they have like heterogeneous system landscape, meaning like in Asia, they have Oracle ERP, let's say in Europe, they have Microsoft ERP, and in America, they have uh, SAP ECC ERP. And they desire like a single source of truth for financial reporting, and they want to optimize their finance processes, let's say. So as the pre-sales lead, I have to first identify what the problem is and what are their specific needs. And then I have to do like an SAP solution fit assessment, meaning I have to propose the solution that best fits their uh, needs uh, and like it has and it has to have like a high potential for actually winning the opportunity. And so let me go back to the example. I can here suggest SAP's central finance solution here because it's a centrally deployed as for HANA system and it's in it is integrated real time with SAP or non-SAP non systems 
and it enables real-time replication of data so you can manage your financials easily. So then what we do is we do demonstrations of SAP solutions and we focus on the business requirements that is like requested by the customers and uh, we demonstrate the solutions and we propose the SAP solution architecture. And in the end, we present the customer a customized roadmap uh, for, their, for this set of uh, recommended solutions, let's say. And it actually gives the customer a vision on how can, they can consume all of these products over time. So we are involved in all of the deal progress, not just uh, pre-sales, but also in the sales cycle, I can say. And we also we are also active in all these demand generation activities, such as participating in customer events, and also we do social media influencing. And we, this is also part of the role. So I love pre-sales. Was it clear? No, that yeah, was absolutely that was clear. And I just want to add that nobody should ever say that pre-sales people are the demo guys or the demo gals. There's so much more. No. We just heard it right here. It is, I love the fact that you said end-to-end -end support. And Definitely. I think that's very important to know. Definitely. Yeah, that's, and I, I, I love that you said, um, you put the experience of the customer front and center of the whole sales cycle experience, if I may say, right? So they come with a, with the issue to solve, right? With the problem to solve. They have some day-to-day -day challenges that they're facing and you translate yeah. that into a technical solution which you want to convey in a manner that is understandable to someone who's not, you know, an SAP expert. Yeah. So, and that is Definitely. something where where pre-sales is really specializing in, and that's what makes the role so much fun. Yeah. Um, so, the SAP Academy for pre-sales, I mean, that's a whole uh, program that puts people, that takes people uh, with yeah, minimal exposure to SAP before that, and then brings them up to a level where they can do this type of work. Um, how would you, how would you guys define that? Like Eric and Ice, and and uh, how would you say um, the SAP Academy for Pre-Sales prepares you for this type of um, this job role? For sure, Victor, um, you're right. It really brings us up to the level where we can be customer facing. And like Nasli said, really focus on those business requirements and deliver value with SAP solutions to the customer. Right. But I want to start kind of giving a background of what the program is, how it's structured. And then I think ICE will provide us with a better idea of, of what you can really gain uh, in terms of experiences from uh, the Academy for Presales. So the program is for early career professionals, right, from all around the world and from all kinds of different industries, with the purpose of obviously being able to learn from different cultures, but also different experiences, right, from uh, their previous workplaces. Now, the program is a 12-month block, right, broken down into parts. So the first six months involves being in San Ramon, California. I mean, before the pandemic, that was the case. So we're very hopeful that uh, future generations of the Pre-Sales Academy will be able to travel to California and do much more than just learn the art of pre-sales, but also be able to you know, socialize and, and be, uh, be together in person. But that first, first six months involves both practical and in-classroom training, 
right? So a lot of different workshops, a lot of different guest speakers, and different events to really get you to not only understand what the the solution you'll be presenting and showing the value to customers in the future, but also sharpening other skills that ICE will be discussing about. Following that six months of a little bit more theoretical learning, it's the full practical part, okay? So we call that the field rotation component for the second half. So you actually integrate the market that you will be working in. Working in. So in my case, I work out of Toronto, Canada, so I joined the Canadian market unit, uh, my future team of colleagues, and therefore you get the opportunity to shadow experts in the field of pre-sales, right? To really see the application of the skills that you've developed over the past six months at the academy during the theoretical portion, right? So that was a very, a very insightful experience because you could see um, how those skills translate, and you and you learn you learn a lot of good skills there. And that kind of culminates in what we call the capstone. So taking everything that you learn from the theoretical aspect and in the field to do a presentation, not only in front of some of the academy evaluators, but also in front of your colleagues in your market unit to showcase all uh, of what you've learned over the past 12 months. And then from that point onwards, you start building your career uh, and you start really actively contributing to your team and your market unit. Well, exactly. So I would say the SAP Academy for Pre-Sales is really just a very comprehensive program. And then we were trained not only the technical side of our solutions, but more importantly, is to develop soft skills that are all transferable to any roles that we would like to take in the future, I would say. So, um, so these trainings would include like developing our presentation skills, like offering professional classes by public speaking experts and telling us like ways of how we could tell a compelling story that will move our customers or audience into actions and also like taking bits and pieces, taking care of every bits and pieces from like um, the intonation to how we deliver the content. And we were also taught with design thinking skills. That's not only a methodology, but kind of a mindset that unlocks creativity and promotes innovation. And aside of that, we also got the opportunity to work directly with subject matter experts, as well as hosting a close and personal coffee corner with our SAP experts. So this will allow us to gain vision in SAP and what drives them to succeed. And so, but let's not forget the fun part. So for batches that are before us, so before the pandemic, they were actually sent to Ceremon. So from what I've heard from previous batches, they were having like many road trips every weekend, paying site visits to other tech companies like Google, and also having barbecue nights on Fridays. So, but then for more details, I would need to ask our host. But then for us, the virtual batch, we also got tons of activities for us to just relax and chill out a bit from our intensive schedule. So for example, we got weekly catch-up sessions with our batchmates and managers, and sometimes it's just very casual chit-chat sessions or maybe just some virtual happy hours, while others might be we uh, having some virtual team games together. And then we also got some singing contests, as well as playing virtual escape room together. So for audience that are listening, SAP Pre-Sales Academy is just your perfect way to jumpstart your career journey. And it's just too good to miss, I would say. 
Yeah, thanks, guys. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk about the fun experiences a little bit as well. Um, first, I'd like to maybe also shed some light on uh, how the Academy for Pre-Sales influenced our careers, right? Um, we've all more or less recently graduated from the Academy. I mean, for actually and me, it's a little bit further out. So we've been, uh, yeah, we started in 2018 and I think we came out in uh, 2019, yeah? And you're just more recent graduates now that, that are, uh, help me out, Ice, when, when did you graduate from the Academy? April 2021. So I'm sure you can talk a little bit as to how the Academy for Pre-Sales influenced your career and how it helped you transition into that role. Maybe, Nasli, maybe you want to take on the first one. So you yeah. moved into a very classical pre-sales role, right? So you're in finance now, as I understand it, in the yeah. office of the CFO. So you have a lot of core topics, a lot of S4HANA. Um, how did that, uh, the Academy for Pre-Sales help you in that regard? Yeah. So, uh, Victor, it was actually pretty smooth transition because uh, because of the pandemic, let's say, uh, we already started attending some internal pre-sales meeting since uh, we just had to like click join to join a Microsoft Teams or Zoom meeting. And um, we started uh, really building up a relationship with uh, our market unit. And then um, the academic experience actually helped me a lot. It was very, very useful. I immediately started using my presentation skills that I've learned during the academy, like the presentation framework, which is really important. Uh, uh, so do not forget this, um, the soon-to-be graduates. And I, I've learned about Camtasia, and I wove the customers with the demos that are with personas and I use like different platforms such as Iris and also the specialization weeks were very useful. Like for example, there's a solution called advanced financial closing and it needed to be presented uh, to a customer and I already learned it uh, from the previous academic graduates during the specialization weeks and I just like volunteered and these really helped me to have a smooth transition. And also my colleagues are pretty amazed by my question handling and objection handling techniques, thanks to the Academy, I can say. Yeah, question and objection handling is definitely one of the more challenging uh, things you need to do in this type of role. You're definitely right, and I like how you also yeah. um, focus on- us. Yeah, well, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, they really do prepare you. And they show you a lot of the tools that you've mentioned now, right? I mean, for example, the video editing tool Camtasia, or there's also this, yeah, the app Iris you, you mentioned where people yeah. send around video messages with it, right? Uh, those are really helpful in the field. And, and it, they also, yeah, I would say they differentiate you a little bit from, from people who have not the chance to, to join via the Academy for Pre-Sales, right? So that's really something where, where you can, can shine here. Just to add something, and it really helps in this virtual era, definitely. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Eric, you joined the Intelligence Spend Management Unit, which is um, formally known as a REBA also. Yeah? Uh, does it really differ from Nasli's experience now, or how was it for you then transitioning into the role? Yeah, definitely, uh, Victor, you're right. It used to be called Ariba, 
Um, in fact, Ariba was one of SAP's you know, successful acquisitions, the many acquisitions um, the company has done over the years back in 2012, right? And I do recall that at the Academy, there's a lot of talk about Ariba, right? Because that's the procurement solution that was acquired by SAP. Uh, and we created that distinction because it was important to create those different subgroups at the Academy so that we could really focusing, uh, focus on learning the solution uh, functionalities and benefits for the customers, right? Uh, but what I realized when I joined the market unit is that progressively the conversation is shifting away from, you know, that solution specific name such as Ariba, or I know there's Hybris for instance, right, for CX and whatnot, um, into the more a more streamlined SAP name, right? And that definitely aligns with the new the new strategy of SAP, which is Rise with SAP. Right, where we offer a bundle of digital solutions that help them transform their processes into digital ones so that they can become that intelligent enterprise. Right, so now we no longer talk really uh, Ariba. When we talk to customers, we tell them, listen, SAP is here to be a long-term partner with you, right? So that today we might be tackling the procurement side of things, right, with our SAP procurement solution, but just know that we offer a full suite of applications supported by a strong technology platform and a network so that later on when you want to progress in your digital transformation will be there for you, right? So I guess it was just um, the, the, the academy was a little bit more theoretical, learning the features and functionalities and the benefits. And then uh, when you're in the market unit, now you have to blend in the strategy as well, right? So that we have that concise message to the customer so that they understand the real value of where uh, that, that that the solution can deliver. Yeah, I like that. Um, and it's also it's a little bit of a different area, probably because it's much narrower, for example, than than finance, for example, or supply chain. On the other hand, right? So you can really go deep in those processes, and it's really um, you you really pick up expertise in that area quickly. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. Definitely. Um, actually, uh, you you were. You started in pre-sales as I did, right? And uh, after some time, you switched to solution management. Uh, how did the pre-sales academy help you on both sides of this fence, right? Uh, how did it help you in um, in pre-sales and then also later on in solution management? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, one of the beautiful things about being from the pre-sales academy is the network that you get out of it. And with the network come a plethora of opportunities. And while I was out in the field during my field rotation, I was getting a ton of experience in the field itself, but also an opportunity came, which was something that blew my mind was, hey, do you want to be a part of developing a game? And I was like, a game at SAP, what do you mean? Well, a game that can help our customers with discovery and also to map their solution and then they get something out of it. Well, sure, why not? I'm in. And all of a sudden, I, well, as I'm, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, I did not even know, I wasn't quite sure what solution management actually does. It sounds cool, but all of a sudden, I was collaborating with this very interesting global team on this game, and I got in, and I shared some of the skills that I had picked up within the academy, which was a namely content creation, how to create a message, and What's, for those of you all who don't know what solution management and go-to-market is, while I was getting my MBA, one of my favorite uh, topics was marketing. Marketing was my jam, but marketing is quite misunderstood, I must might say. Uh, when people think marketing, they think SEO, making huge content, making pretty pictures, but 
let's take it a level up. Let's talk strategy, right? Let's talk about frameworks of strategy, who your customer is, how do you um, position a solution to them? Perhaps do you use reverse positioning sometime? Can you do something interesting? It's not always about pretty pictures, right? And that's what solution management does. And that's what I was able to use, going by Nazmi's example, uh, that end-to-end -end approach, becoming the, the customer's trusted advisor, taking that knowledge, extrapolating that, and making it more generic. So it was a perfect fit. So it totally made sense, and that's how I might, made my transition. Right, and how the, uh, the Academy for Pre-Sales did it sort of put you on this path that you were, I don't know, a little bit more open to that, to, to oh, this new experience? Or, because yeah. guess what? Even the opportunity came to me because I was an Academy graduate. So uh -huh. it was that opportunity to collaborate came with uh, four of our students were asked, hey, do you guys want to collaborate? Because the Academy does have that reputation mm -hmm. that A, we're hungry to learn, we're creative. So that's what I was able to bring in. And secondly, being an Academy graduate, even though when I was just during, during my field rotation, um, even though my knowledge level may not have been all there, what the Academy does teach us is how to be creative, how to show up different, how to keep things interesting, exciting for the customer. Mm. And uh, as a result of that, I had, uh, had I'd been involved in deals with some of the most iconic companies. So, so think of an iconic company, perhaps I worked with them as a part of my deals. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And doing that, I realized what our customers really want. And I, I, I thought, okay, well, the Pre-Sales Academy made me ready to work one-on-one -on -one with these customers. How do I scale it up? How do I make it more uh, pronounced and more generic? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's really uh, one of the superpowers that you have, right? Um, coming out of the Pre-Sales Academy, going deep and then also bringing it up to a more digestible and more generalizable level sometimes. Exactly. Huh? You nailed yeah. that. You know, because we don't talk feature function, we talk value, and that's what the academy mm -hmm. taught us, all of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. I mean, I myself, um, I also didn't stay in pre-sales for um, yeah the, my career until now. I just recently, two months ago, switched over to uh, the sales side, which is interesting because in the academy, yeah, because what we didn't mention up until now is that there's also the academy for sales. Right. And throughout the Academy for Pre-Sales, you have those interactions with um, the salespeople. But there's also quite a strict um, distinction between the two roles. Right. I don't know if that's the same in, in the virtual uh, patch now, but for us, there's certainly the impression often that there is a wall between those two, although in the in practice than in the field you collaborate a lot, right? And you often collaborate even more closely with, um, for example, a specialized salesperson that you're working with uh, than with other pre-sales peers, right? So that is uh, something where the academy experience then differs a little bit from what's happening in the field. Uh, but then again, I think the academy just also encouraged me to uh, be open and to follow my strengths, right? And to, much as it was for you, actually, where you just, you know, you discovered your creative side and and you followed down that path, and that finally then also brought you to solution management. For me, really, it is working closely with the customer, finding out what their needs are, um, you know, what motivates them, and all that. That put me down into that path where I said, okay. 
sales is something that I could see uh, doing going forward as well. And uh, why I made the decision then to to make that move into um, into sales. And I'm using a lot of the pre-sales techniques that I have um, that I've gained throughout the academy for pre-sales. Um, even now in my sales role, right? And and the strength to make complex topics simpler and and to to bring them up to a more yeah not generic level but but to a more digestible level that is something that i still try and leverage a lot in this and role. victor actually i'm curious uh recently with my uh you know change role I the other day I found myself looking back at our notes of the financial workshops that we used to do and mm-hmm, how important mm-hmm. they are to look at a customer's financials and really uh, dig deep. And mm-hmm. uh, that one. So and, and there was also a value map that we went mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. So is that the same with you? Has that been helpful to you? What do you think? Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, I came out of um, um, before I joined SAP, I was in a business school. So that wasn't foreign to me before before that. And I still try and have this business view on our customers. So that is definitely something that I that I try and see and always have this check in my head. This might be a cool tool that we're selling now, but is there a business benefit and does it enhance the customer's goals, be they financial or be they maybe sustainability related or, or in some other manner, um, but do they support their goals? That is still something that I that I try and envision. And having this framework of value drivers in your head is always helpful in that regard, definitely. Yeah. So Victor, speaking on that note, what advice would you have for current pre-sales academy graduates who might want to switch to sales? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'd say uh, be if you have the intention of moving into sales or switching your role uh, in any direction, right? Be open about it. Yeah. Tell uh, tell your supervisor. Tell um, tell where you want to transition to. Right. That you're also interested in different opportunities. And uh, what I've learned is that people are much more welcoming about that than you might be than you might expect beforehand because you know people change roles all the time and being at pre, uh, being at SAP that is something that that happens a lot right people move up the ladder they move sideways and and it's always good to be open about those intentions because people will help you right and then um yeah be strategic right uh, work with the people be proactive and work on the projects work with those people that you're interested in and and that you think are cool and that will definitely help you um getting ahead in any direction that you that you want to go to well then um but that's also switch things up a little bit right because i also mentioned the fun parts of the academy uh before that and we now talked a lot of business a lot of career um but what was your favorite, perhaps the most fun academy memory? Actually, maybe you want to start here. Absolutely, absolutely. But what comes to my mind right now is a trip that we used to take on the weekends. And this one trip, we went to Tahoe. And it was not fun, perhaps. I wasn't having fun in the moment. But when I look back to it, it, it is a very, very fond memory. So for those of you all who don't know, I'm actually not a very sporty person. I'm not very outdoorsy. But uh, I went on this uh a little hike with my academy friends and this was supposed to be guys the easy path 
So this was supposed to be a short hike, not, <laughs> to be, not much of a big deal. And another thing about me is that I have a bad habit of being the big sister of the group. I can be very caring and I take people under my wing. And there I was and I thought, okay, I'll take care of everybody. We'll all be safe. We'll all be good. And a few steps, miles, who knows, in. And I was leaning in on my wonderful, wonderful colleague, Jasper. He's from Belgium and he does digital supply chain. So he was so kind. Not only was he holding onto my weight, but eventually he was picking up my bags and his bag. Uh, I was leaning on him the whole way up and down. It was hilarious. And there I was sweating and all hot and bothered and everybody else was so calm. They were like, they could be taking a stroll. And I was like, why am I the only one feeling this? But well, as a result, now I do love hiking. So that was a little bit of my uh, experience. And not only Academy teaches you to be out of your comfort zone as far as your skills are concerned, but in other experiences as well. And yeah. I'm curious, uh, Ice, after hearing my experience, you wanted to know about our experiences. What was your fun memory? I would say that's not fun memory, but kind of a bittersweet moment. So what admittedly comes into my mind would be all the late nights that we have been attending classes together, especially when we were preparing for our TERP examination. So we had study sessions together, even without our managers. And then aside from our three hours of daily classes, so we were on camera for 24 hours a day and also during lunchtime or even dinner time. And what's more is that um, to ensure that we've got enough time for preparing for our examinations, for, to avoid us from oversleeping, we also place a mat on the floor and then on cam even during we are sleeping so that um, even the one on the other side of the world could still wake you up from the laptop. So that's kind of a very unforgettable moment, even we can't meet face to face. And how about you, Eric? Do you have any fun academy memories? Yeah, I have to say, Ice, that's 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 kind of crazy, right? That I think the time zone difference was a big, big thing when we were doing the virtual pre-sales academy, right? Because I know that right now we're 12 hours apart in terms of time zone, so it's very late for you. So I'm wondering if you have a mat beside you right now. I hope not. Uh, but uh, yeah, I guess mine is also a little bit bittersweet, right? And Ice, it's something that we got to work on together, actually, was the graduation ceremony that we hosted back in November of last year, right, to kind of conclude the final, um, uh, the, 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 the end of the first half, right, of the six months. So um, ICE and I and, and others within the academy and the staff, we worked together to build a kind of one hour and a bit session to commemorate all the hard work that we had accomplished. So it was a lot of fun, not only to work with ICE, but also just reaching out to our colleagues because we wanted to make this as engaging as possible. So we reached out, we were able to get uh, bits of memories from everyone, right, and put it together as the bulk of the session. So preparing it was very emotional, but also just the presentation itself when people were sharing, you know, what their best memory was from the academy or a funny moment, et cetera. And of course, we took the opportunity to poke fun of the staff a little bit and have some, some inside jokes within that event. But it was definitely kind of a nice way to celebrate uh, and end the first half of the academy. Definitely some good memories there. What about yourself, Nasli? Anything to add? Yeah, sure. Uh, so since it was a virtual training for us, uh, our uh, games were also virtual, and um, I was a member of the fun committee, and uh, I hosted a game called Most Likely To with 
two of other graduates, uh, Vesa and Varang. And it was pretty funny uh, because like we asked funny questions like, who is most likely to be in the episode of Friends? Who is most likely to dare Gordon Ramsay in a cooking competition? And like, who is most likely to become a president? And um, the reactions of the people who got selected uh, from Mentimeter, it was really, really fun. And Eric, I don't know if you remember, but you were selected for the question, like, who is most likely to travel the world in 80 days? And people voted for you. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, that's good. That some traditions also stay alive in the virtual, um, yeah, <laughs> in the virtual yeah. world because we we had the same ceremony, yeah, really, a very similar ceremony. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was really a lot of fun. What about you, Victor? Do you want to share any memories? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I must admit, uh, what still sticks to my mind is, is just the experience of uh, sharing such a lot of time with uh, such a diverse crowd, right? Uh, because, I mean, for us, it was a little bit different. We lived on this campus, right, together with um, all those people from all around the world for, for half a year. And that was really special because um, rarely do you have the opportunity to be with people from so many diverse backgrounds, uh, such different cultures, languages, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, what amazes me is still, there's such good friendships that came out of that, right? I mean, one of them was on a podcast just uh, a week ago now, um, Steve and his brother Mark, right? So uh, Steve's still a very good friend. I lived with him for, for half a year. And yeah, that's uh, definitely something that um, uh, a positive thing aside from work that I take away from from the academy and from the time in San Ramon. Yeah. Definitely the biggest differentiator between our experience and the digital type of experience, right? Because when we moved out from San Ramon, all of a sudden we didn't have this face-to-face -face contact, this quite tight experience that we had all the time. And for you, it's a little bit different because you're, you have yeah, digital first friendships, so to say, right? So uh, that you yeah. developed over this time, right? And now you're moving over, you're transitioning over into a phase where you just stay in touch like you would have done in this, in this half year. Am I right or am I imagining that, um, yeah, too easy? I guess what I want to say is how do you stay in touch in this in this time, Ice, maybe? Maybe you want to take uh, on that one. All right. So... The pandemic blocks us from meeting one another face to face, but then who said virtual equals to boring? So aside from the countless late nights preparing for Friday evaluations, we also made, you to, made use of our spare time socializing and networking with one another, just like the weekly pop hours and also some regular catch up calls. Even up till now, we are having regular calls. And then this actually built up lifelong friendship and we are feeling so much connected despite our physical distance. So I would say this is not just an academy, but then like a family that we actually play and stay together. We also got a Snapchat and also WhatsApp group. We would send out photos whenever we go on vacation. And then we are also keeping everyone updated and also staying connected using our social media, Instagram. So for audience, if you want to get a sneak peek into our academy life, so just go follow us at the SAP Academy. And, then and I'll be dropping a link. I'll be dropping a link in the comments below. <laughs> yeah, so just go follow it. And then we did 
got a plan and we are long to reunite somewhere in the world run one day for group 14. And, and then as for any continuous learning, how we keep on learning. So just now Eric have mentioned that we got six months of um, training. So for the rest of the months, it's all about laying um, how we land back into the market unit. So getting familiarized with how a deal cycle actually works and also handling real life questions that are raised by customers. So we were assigned with a buddy as well as a mentor. So just making sure that everything is right on track. And we also learn through shadowing. So we're shadowing cases and also presenting in front of our real customers. So just be really frank, there's no way to learn better than really getting your hands dirty. So the more you answer customers' questions, the more you get familiar with the SAP products. And then for continuous learning, so we at SAP just we can get the resources in just a few clicks. So we could easily find materials like from Google search or even from our internal jam page, or even um, SAP is providing trainings to us from time to time. So we got just lots of online trainings. So for audience, if you would like to learn more about SAP, I would recommend open SAP would be something that you would want to log into that's free of charge and you could enjoy classes from experts. So if you just want to take a step further, you could also get yourself certified, so. <laughs> yeah, some some learning opportunities for everyone right there. Awesome. Well, thanks everyone. Any tips you guys have for, and goals of course, any tips that you might have for other emerging professionals who might be interested in pursuing the Presales Academy or even for those who are currently in the Academy? I mean, uh, definitely I'd like to jump in here, Victor, um, yeah. because I had, uh, we had the privilege to have uh, some very talented interns joined the Canadian market unit this summer. Uh, and one of the interns set up a call a couple weeks ago and asked a similar question. He was very interested in the pre-sales academy, wanted to learn, you know, how do I get in? How do I participate in, in this phenomenal program? Right. And my answer to him was like quite simple. I said, there, there's no perfect profile. Right. I mean, we're talking about people that come from all over the world from all sorts of different industries focusing on different lines of business within SAP, right? So my answer was simply focus on what interests you and be open to experiences, right? So prior to joining SAP, I tried different jobs. I went back to school a little bit like, um, like, like our colleagues on the call here. I did multiple different things, right? Uh, and when I discovered the SAP Academy, it was a little bit by chance. I was obviously browsing jobs, and I, and I and I found this, and I said, hey, this is a very interesting program, and I applied for it, right? But I would say there is no set path to applying to the Academy, but you do need that open mindset, because at the end of the day, they will teach you a lot at the Academy, both during the first half, right, at, uh, at, the, at the physical Academy or virtual Academy, and back in your market units. You have to be willing to be agile, listen, and learn and progress because in the in the tech space things change all the time right so you need to stay up to date so as long as you have that open mindset right that flexible mindset i think you have what it takes to be successful in the program and uh in a career in tech or at sap so on top of open mindset i would like to add one more piece of advice so my advice would be always just be bold to take your first step if that's what you want if that's your dream job 
just go for it. So with all the social media, social network we got now, you could easily find contacts of others. So I would say just be bold enough to reach out to anyone that you might be able, they might be able to help you answer the questions you have in mind. So again, I would say LinkedIn as well as our Instagram, the SAP Academy would be the go-to place for you. So just go follow us and I'm sure they would be very willing to help. And I would say that's where you start building and also expanding your connection. So just start immediately right after listening to this podcast. Wonderful. And just to bounce off of that, uh, so those are some great tips on to how to get into the academy. But once you're in the academy, one of the things I would say is don't be afraid to be creative because academy provides, for the lack of a better word, a safe space for you to fail. And that is fantastic. You can try new things. So when I came into the academy, I was this uh, engineer. My undergrad was in engineering. I had been in oil and gas and I had given myself these terms. We all label ourselves a lot. I had been this numbers person, this technical person. And when it came to things like video creations, they were my kryptonite. I was scared of video creation. Now that's laughable to me. But I said, why? First of all, why? I was not even convinced. Why does one need to do that? What's there in content creation? But not only through the academy did I understand the importance of that, importance of bite-sized content, but it also provided me a safe space to fail. I could try new things and go from there. So I would say to everybody, don't be afraid to try new stuff. Raksha, well, I definitely agree. Like you should break out of expected patterns and this will just foster creativity. Awesome. Great. That's some great concluding words for me here. Thanks everyone for joining. Uh, we'll definitely put all those links in the show notes. Um, for example, to the SAP Academy for Prezels um, Instagram page and uh, the homepage and all that. So if you're interested, um, just go there and check out what it's like to be at the Academy. And if you do have questions, I think I speak for everyone here. Um, please reach out. Please ask those questions. We're always happy to help. So with that, thanks everyone for joining and let's talk soon.